listener, what's up? How's it going? Welcome to episode 112 of the Jock and Nerd podcast. We are assembled here live on Blab to bring you a healthy portion of the latest comic book, TV, and movie news and discussion for this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Thursday, June 30th, 2016. Here's some theme music. It's the Jock and Nerd podcast with your hosts, Anthony and Imran. What's up, everyone? My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. <laughs> He's the nerd. <laughs> and we're your host for the Jock and Nerd Podcast. Listen, this has been a crazy week. We had to call a couple of audibles. It was a crazy scramble. Stuff wait, wait, happened. Let, let, that you're going through it too quick. Let, let's just... We had a, a different show planned, let's say. First of all, we had a different, really fun show planned. Uh, it, it, it'll, it'll happen later. There's no, there's no loss here. It'll there's still happen. There's a fun show that has been... <laughs> Put in its place. So ba- basically, um, you want to explain what happened to our third usual yes, guest? I'm going to do that. Here's what. Here's the thing. All of that <laughs> Not has guest. He's usually like our third try host. Yes, regular listeners. Yeah, try host. <laughs> it has led to this filling in for Rug Boy. Terrific. Is friend of the show, uh, amazing artist, illustrator, and someone who is equally as opinionated as Rugs. <laughs> our buddy John Bellotti Jr. What's up, John? Thanks for filling in. Get that in. man a cough drop, Jesus Christ! Uh, at the late notice, here's a <laughs> jock and nerd. Here's a jock and nerd cough drop for you. He's gonna. He's a. He's sick boy today. <laughs> filling in, John. Though, really, thank you for filling in on short notice. I'm glad you could uh, be here. You're welcome. I got. I got. The, I got your message when I was shopping at Fairway Market. And I was like, oh, my God, I have to do this because I miss these guys. So and we yeah, don't have do any it. on. So here's what happened. <laughs> if you don't know, first time listener, uh, we have a third uh, co-host. His name is Rugboy. He's a puppet. He doesn't like to be called puppet. We call him a felty American. He is a puppet. He's a middle-aged puppet who walks dogs for a living. All right? Just follow me here. This, this sounds so fucking weird if you've never listened to our if show. If you've never listened, just bear with me. <laughs> Imran just like, uh, like assumes that everyone just listens well, to this. Well, that's why I'm breaking it that, down. We have a yeah, middle-aged puppet lives puppet. in the basement named Rugboy. Uh, it's only, up one with a hand up a puppet's ass. No, no. He's, a felty, a, he's a felty American. <laughs> he walks dogs for a living. Well, I guess what happened was uh, one of these dogs must have gotten a little wild. Basically, Rugboy popped a stitch, a couple of stitches in his back. All of his cotton fell out, and he is now limp. Oh shit! And temporarily out of commission. And look, I blame Rugs. He is a middle-aged puppet. He needs to take care of himself. I don't know if you guys know, but in the felty American community, when puppets reach his age, their felt gets brittle. The threads start to break. You got to get that shit checked. You got to get it lubricated. You got to replace. I don't think he takes very good. One look at him and you can see he does not take. He only has six teeth. He does not take very good look at himself. So last minute we had to call him Bilotti. Yeah. And Bilotti graciously decided to appear literally. I mean, this is last fucking minute. Not only is Bilotti last minute, but this show, this entire concept of this show is last minute. Because this was not the show we were going to record today at all. So, okay, first so off, thanks, Bilotti. Thanks, Bilotti. No but problem. In no all problem. serious, listener, you guys here, I want you to uh, hit up Rugboy, at really Rugboy. Just tweet him, get well soon. Send him some positive healing vibes. He will get a kick out of it. And uh, we will update you as it goes on. Look, if you're a first-time listener, here's what's going to happen on this episode of the Jock and Nerd Weekly. We got a bunch of geeky comic book, TV, and movie news we're going to nerd out about. And uh, we got some listener feedback. 
And then we're going to hang out on Blab with you guys. Open it up. Have fun. Let's get to the news, everyone. The Chalk and Ned Podcast. Imran, before we get in the news, should we at least, have we introduced who Bilotti is? I know he's been a guest on the show, but for someone that hasn't heard us before. Well, I'm going to give Bilotti a chance at the end. To pimp himself. End? I don't know. Well, let, him, let him tell. Well, at least at least intro Bilotti. All right, Bilotti, give us your quick uh, bio real quick. Run through. Quick bio. Born and raised in Staten Island, New York, and Shaolin. I am an right on. artist. I'm an oh, yeah. Wu-Tang. A, Wu-Tang, baby. East Coast. Um, <laughs> I'm an artist and illustrator. I'm a scenic artist, which means I paint sets for the TV show The Blacklist. I've worked Get on movies. It's awesome. Hello, I worked on movies like Men in Black 3, The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Um, I'm also an illustrator, specifically Godzilla illustrations, and I have a website, robo7.com. It's R-O-B-O, number 7.com. And I will be appearing at a convention called G-Fest in a couple of weeks in Chicago, fellas. Yeah, you're coming to Chi-Town. We'll get into that. at the. I want you to like give a little preview of G-Fest at yeah, the end we'll of the show that. for Absolutely. the non-kaiju-initiated uh, maybe we get them to come out there. But John is an amazing illustrator, man. You got, he does this incredible, intricate work in Illustrator, uh, Adobe Illustrator. If you know anything about vector illustration, uh, check out his work, Robo7.com. You'll be blown away. So Bilotti was uh, yes. lucky enough to be on our Batman vs. Superman review, a very popular episode for us. Uh, <laughs> if you haven't checked it out. Uh, give it a listen. But if you're a regular listener, you know that uh, we did not think highly of that movie to say the least. Now, what are you talking about, I love that movie. Oh, you did? Oh, shit. Oh, I, uh, shit. I must have listened to a different a. show. What no, he's right. No, he's right. It was, it was a classic. I love that movie. Well, Matt Damon played the best Batman I've ever seen. <laughs> Matt Damon. <laughs> Matt Damon. Hey, Jordan of the Pies, who uh, helps us out in the blab here, she says she's uh, going to come with her husband to come to Chicago in December. She got engaged here in Chicago. Oh, that's very good. Hey, nerd. It's a beautiful city, cool. a city of lovers. Maybe not the best in December, but hey, when you can no. make it, you can. I like, I like Chicago in the in the winter. Just if it snows, you, it's really you're, pretty. You're an asshole. But lately, we've had some brutal, <laughs> brutal winters, and then we have brutal summers, and we have like one day that's really nice. And uh, uh, I love the winter because it's cold. I don't like it when it's too hot. Anyways, yeah, but you like shoveling your car out? No, no, I'm not gonna shovel shit. I get somebody to fucking pay some kids to do that. <laughs> God. Kids don't work these days. You no, know that. no, they really don't. They have like, yeah, sure, I'll get the app for that or something. Yeah, okay, the their snow shoveling snow app. Shoveling yeah. app. And they try to shovel with their uh, their iPhones. Bilotti, you were at our BVS, and, uh, and I think uh, go listen to that. Look, we didn't. We had problems with the movie. Now this ultimate cut <laughs> is out. It's finally out. It's half an God, hour longer. Pushing this goddamn ultimate cut. Look, what this is. What's <laughs> interesting? Uh, the reviews have come out of this thing, and it really seems to like smooth the flow out and uh what i thought was interesting guys this is why i bring this up because remember that report early on where the executive like they previewed the movie for executives and they all stood up and gave a standing ovation apparently this was the version of the movie that they watched and after that it got hacked to shit to become possibly one of the worst edited fucking movies i've ever seen in my life it's edited with and so it's with a hacksaw people are saying this movie smooths everything out now bilotti I know these guys. I don't know if Andy's going to fucking watch it. I, have, I haven't watched it yet. I haven't had a chance. I do want to give it another chance. Are you going to give this movie a second <laughs> viewing? A lot of people are saying this is a much better, that theatrical cut should never come out, and this is a much better uh, film. Uh, well, earlier today, I, I uh, 
you know, me and my fiance wanted to watch a movie and she's, and she's like, oh, let me read off what they have for rent. That she said, Batman versus Superman, the uh, extended cut, you know, it was mm-hmm. that version. Mm-hmm. And I said, you couldn't pay me to watch that again. I was like, which watch Finding Nemo? And it left me with a much better feeling in the end. <laughs> I felt a lot happier. I think I will watch it. I'll, I'll watch it one day. I'm just not... I just saw Civil War. I mean, that's the problem. Yeah. Civil War is just... It just overshadows everything now. So now I really can't watch it and be like, oh, this is so much better because Civil War just blew it out of the water. So... I'll watch it I, I one hear day. You, man. Maybe we'll watch it together in Chicago. I don't know. We should uh, – listen, I will – yeah, that will be fun. I just – I really I want to kind of like this movie, but I will give you my opinions once I watch this movie uh, uh, as, as soon as I can. I don't know. I, I got I to gotta check it out. Anthony, and um, you know, no chance at all you can check this out. No, no. I mean, listen, I'm, I'm coming around on trying to maybe watch this again. Um, with this extended cut, I did catch a review from people that I kind of trust, the Weekly Planet. Yep, yep. Um, that podcast. They did they a little say? quick. They said if you liked the, the movie prior to watching this, you're going to like this more. If you hated this movie prior to watching it, you're probably still going to hate it. it there, <laughs> no, there's some great. stuff. There's some stuff that's still explained, but the guy was like, "There's st- motivations are kind of explained a little better, but at the end of the day, the movie still drags. It's still very questionable yeah. character choices and uh, a lot of the motivations are still kind of unclear. So there you go. What are the just, interest- it, just they added more, but doesn't necessarily mean it's a lot any better of a film. From what One I interesting together. comment I read is that even though it's longer, it doesn't feel longer. It flows quicker. And I was like, huh, that's interesting. Like I kind of want to watch to see what they took out and how the flow can be fixed for some and some of these reasons for things are explained, which is really a lot of my issues. Like you didn't explain nothing. What the hell is this? <laughs> I just read I just read this article because I'm fascinated with the pandering. I just saw Independence Day 2 last night. Oh, I heard that's a fucking pile of dog shit. Oh, the first half was all in Chinese basically because they're pandering to the Chinese oh, audiences now. Oh shit, yeah. So I I was go- I was doing research last night and I was reading about how Hollywood's kissing the ass of China because it's the second biggest market, right? Yeah. And then I was reading about the re- <laughs> apparently people fell asleep at uh, Force Awakens in China. It bombed over there. And Batman vs Superman, the kids were texting on their phone during the, the movie because <laughs> they were they, so bored. They love fucking Warcraft. Let me tell you what. Yeah. That, that thing out of nowhere bobs here and is a killer over there. It's so weird, dude. It's weird. Yeah, you know what it is. They they love uh, the Marvel movies. And I notice when I when I make jokes to Chinese people, like in my neighborhood, yeah. they don't get like the sarcasm. They get like oh big boobies, you know, like they get like the like <laughs> like really like basic jokes. Right. And that's how they are with that's with their film humor. Books. I mean it's cultural, it's very, you know? Yeah, it's it's, sla- very it's like slapsticky almost too, if you think about it a lot. Yeah. And uh, Batman vs Superman was very it was kind of political and they they're they're not really a, tuned into that stuff no, because know? they're fucking living in communism their whole life is the last thing they want yeah. to see when they go to a movie show me something crazy that i can escape this existence uh yeah. let's move on I, to I, I wouldn't put i wouldn't i don't know if i'd put it like that i well, think it's just cult, it's just cultural it's differences cultural. it's not even well, it yeah, is. It's, i mean you think it's, of like totally the bollywood industry and like yeah, yeah. every movie's like, the that same stuff doesn't appeal to me no but, but they know. eat it up they love that right. shit every movie is exactly the fucking same movie and it's yeah. and everybody goes to watch all of them it's crazy Right. Yeah. Uh, let moving on to another uh, speaking of diversity, a Japanese character in uh, DC's other movie, Suicide Squad, Katana. Boy, if you're a Katana fan, and let's face it, who is it? Come on, she's got a sword. She's badass. This has been like a good year, year and a half. I loved her on Arrow. Uh, she had a new book out in December, and the actress playing Katana in Suicide Squad 
uh, Karen Fukuhara, uh, she posed for Playboy, which ordinarily will be very be very hot. Uh, it's still hot, not as much because, I don't know if you know, they don't print the nudie photos anymore in the Playboy. This is the world oh, we're no. living in. No, they really? cut that no. shit like a year ago. No more, uh, no more nudes in the Playboy. So there's this feature called No Filter, and uh, I like she's she tw- pregnant in these photos. Oh no, that's her arm. Never yeah, mind. No, I thought you were gonna say something else. That's her arm. <laughs> uh, she looks nice. She's 24. She's uh, Japanese. I like what she says here about playing katana. She says it's rare to see an Asian female take on the role of a badass. Um, a first-generation Japanese-American, I've always wanted to play a samurai warrior like my Suicide Squad character, Katana. Samurai are almost always male, so growing up in America, I had a hard time figuring out role models. Katana and I may not have the same personality, but coming from the same cultural upbringing, we share core values. In Japanese culture, there's this idea of putting others before yourself, but I've also never wanted to let myself down. Someone recently told me how refreshing it is to see an Asian woman as a superhero. That stuck with me. Stand up for yourself and what you love uh i think it's awesome man we need we are all constantly harking on diversity and here you go and it's like now is she gonna get yelled at for like oh she's she wants to play a samurai she's japanese is this stereotype blah 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 like look people she's doing what she loves and she's she's happy with it and she's proud of it i don't know you know what else that's that's gonna be the negative feedback i don't know with fucking assholes on twitter i could see that happening (laughs) what i what i love about that casting is that She's playing a Japanese character and she's actually Japanese. Yeah. Because how many times did they cast like a Chinese guy? Like, um, what was the, uh, the Wolverine, the second one where Will Yun Lee, I think he's Korean and he's playing a Japanese guy. And it's See, like, even that subtle uh, shift, I don't think a lot of people would notice, but people who are Japanese and Korean and Chinese are like, wait I, a minute. I noticed there's a lot of, I can't think of too many movies off the top of my head, but, um, I know there's a lot of Koreans that end up playing Japanese people. Oh, um, yeah. interesting. Fast and Furious. Yeah. I believe the uh, the Japanese get, he's supposed to be Japanese. He's a Korean dude. Uh, oh, yeah. Sung Kang. Yeah. Yep. Yep. He's Korean. I know that uh, yeah. in uh, Star Trek, that character is supposed to be Japanese, right? John Chu. Yeah. It's, yeah. He's supposed to be Sulu. Again. Oh, yeah, that's Chinese. right. And he's Chinese. Yeah. He's so, Chinese. Like, wow. Yeah. So, I well, mean, they, yeah. They always, they, I mean, I, I mean, it happens with white people too. Yeah. So I can't. You know, like, you know, that like, guy's not German. He's Irish. Right, like, He's supposed like, to be. Uh, play- oh, get the fuck out of here. Aaron Taylor Johnson's English, and he played in, he's a Slavic person in Avengers. So I mean, it happens with white people. But uh, dude, she yeah. she looks badass in this. Like, uh, I'm excited for this. Also, these uh, this link here, East Coast Movie Guys, uh, leaked some interesting uh, photos of the Joker. Like the most we've kind of seen of him in a couple of screenshots from. I guess it's from the DVD that they're putting out, or maybe it's from Batman vs Superman Ultimate Edition. Uh, I don't know. I kind of like what I'm seeing here. Bilotti, are you excited to see this movie? I am. I think this is going to be their Guardians of the Galaxy. Ah, I do. I think it's. I think because there's no expectations, and I feel like uh, was it David Ayer is yeah. just kind of like just doing his movie. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm excited for it. I really am. I'm actually looking forward to it. I'm hopeful. I don't know. As we, as we heard before, I don't know if you remember, they were reshoots, right? And uh, rumor has it, I right. heard that like David Ayer's version of the movie won over, in the studio. Like they're gonna make let him do his version. It's right. also a hundred minutes long with eleven characters. So I'm like, all right, this has got to be tight. It's got to be fast. You got to get this moving. That's a lot of characters. But uh, I think this could be. I think you may be right. It could be like a, a secret sleeper hit. It's funny how this movie is so bright and like colorful. You know, it almost kind of like a Marvel colorful tone. 
in, in a lot of the marketing and stuff. Right. Now, the thing with reshoots, I wanted to uh, add to that is that that's in every budget. Yeah, even you're, on the, you're even familiar on, with this working yeah, on movie yeah, sets. You keep harping on the reshoots, and I got I always cringe when you do this, man. <laughs> oh me? Well, what no, I, not, you, not you, not you, not uh, He's always like, "Oh my oh. God, reshoots! That means the movie must have sucked." No, it just no, means no, no, yeah, it just means there's different versions of this yeah. movie, and it just no. makes you curious. Every, no. every no. movie, no, it's it's always in the budget for reshoots. Even on the blacklist, the hit TV show, yeah. they have insert units where they go and like film shots of like a desk or something that they didn't get originally, or you know, when they're editing the thing together, if it doesn't look right, it doesn't look right, so they have to reshoot it. It's part of the budget, but. Uh, Rogue One sounds like a fucking disaster. Yeah, I mean, see, fifty percent. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the suits, man. It's it's the suits seeing this, seeing them. No, God, no, I'm going off. I'm going off. Well, topic look, here. I got. We, I have a. I have I'm a. Oh, just hold that. Stop. Listen, I got a Rogue One bit coming up. Just hold on all to right, that. All right. <laughs> I'm gonna hold it. Hold, hold on. <laughs> right, so, right, so, the, the Joker does look interesting. Right. I mean, I'm not. I'm not a no, fan awesome. of the, the tattoos, but I'm not necessarily against this itineration either or changing it up. So I'm starting we'll to happens. dig the gangster kind of fucking thug. I, I like that vibe. he's like a little bit, you know, like ripped up a little bit and like looks like he's someone that can hold his own in a fight. Yeah. Because he's always been thin. And yeah, he's definitely nasty. like, uh, right, like a skinny. He's like, this guy will fuck you up. Uh, yeah. No, I'm excited for this movie. It's the, that's the next one coming out. Uh, I forget when. August? Whatever. August? August, August, yeah. Something August, yeah. Uh, moving yeah. on to uh, some Marvel MCU news. More set photos from Spider-Man. Geek Moon. Homecoming. And uh, oh, look. I got to talk about this. Oh, my God. I, I'm die. sure. Okay, look. Look. This, <laughs> this website, Looper, got a shit ton of photos of the scene. Wow. I guess it takes place in Washington, D.C. Like, he's on a field trip and shit happens. So we have photos of... Uh, Tom Holland, actually Tom Holland in the suit. Now, really, set photos are, you know, all they are is like, oh, here's proof we're filming a movie. Yeah, but he's wearing the suit here. There's a description. Uh, uh, there's a giant uh, truck with a giant concrete pipe, and he's sitting in it. Uh, there's a uh, there's one. Have you seen that lead photo? He's totally grabbing his junk in one of these photos. Yeah, I saw that. If you guys noticed that, and he's like looking right at the camera. So spider crotch. You get you get a good look at the web shooters. You get a good look at the web packets. Um, the scene is uh, uh, basically he ju- like some of his CGI, but when he lands. It's him. Now, here's the thing, people. We're coming on. I want to get your opinion on the He's suit, right but I'm just going to say that on the blue part of the suit, there's these weird black lines. Now, the mask is loose. I understand they're going to do CGI and, and probably work every shot on top of this costume, but there's these weird black seam. It looks like where armor would go, almost like a Tony Stark Iron Man design. And I'm wondering if that's a guide for the visual effects team or that's part of the suit. I don't understand what those lines are. I'm sure it'll get cleared out. But what do you guys think of these photos and Tom Holland in the suit? Do you want to go, Tony? Or? Who wants yeah, to go I'll start. Um, yeah. Hit us. We're, we are very lucky to have seen Spider-Man on screen in basically the same suit, although the, blue, the black lines are a little off um, yeah. in, what was it, Civil War? That so we've seen though. it in Civil yeah. War. Um, we've seen it in Civil War, so we know that it's, it was a little bit CGI'd and it looked pretty good on screen, in my opinion. Now, if we didn't see Civil War and these set photos yeah, came out, yeah, yeah, this suit would be fucking blasted uh, because this suit looks like a piece of garbage. That looks that looks like a fucking Halloween costume. Dude, my fucking like, hoodie almost looks better than the this mask. Suit. <laughs> looks terrible. 
terrible on it looks like it's like it looks straight out of like a halloween costume it doesn't even form fit his face yeah the mask there's is saggy ripple uh, yeah there's the mask is saggy some of the suit is a little saggy but we know that this is not really how it's gonna look so then, and these aren't even like professional set photos this is like some ass oh, some dude who's just like away, standing yeah. with a really nice camera so they must have to digitally replace the mask like in every shot then well yeah especially if they're doing doing what they do with the eyes yeah they, they, oh yeah they the must fix that mask like every scene, like every frame, it has to like be fixed. Uh, Bloody, yeah. uh, having worked on movie sets, any observations? Uh, any, what do you think? Well, if it's a blue costume and they're shooting in front of a blue screen, you're not going to see his costume. So, <laughs> so it better be a green screen. I mean, I, you know, I feel like I got spider fatigue. I guess because of like five Spider-Man movies, and my oh, favorite. Don't say that Imran's going to cry. <laughs> no, you're whoa, look, my heart here. I'm, a huge, I'm a huge Spidey fan. He's like, he's like my heart and soul of comics of Spider-Man. You know, so. I mean, it's 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 tough because it's like a you know, like you said, a jackass with a camera, yeah. and they're not going to film it in a bad light, and it's bad lighting. So well, you yeah, just got to wait. Photos, for, yeah. You, you got to wait till they add all the CGI and all the stuff. But yeah, I mean, it does look saggy. Like it, I could see like around the neck, it's like wrinkly and stuff. But I mean, at the same time, I think I was saying the other day, it's like you know, he's a teenager. But then again, it's Stark Tech, so I don't know. I go back and forth. Yeah, who knows what's going to happen? Jordan says uh, in the chat, that ass isn't saggy. Uh, She paid attention. Look, I just like seeing, like, a a young kid with a backpack holding a Spider-Man mask. It's very ultimate Spider-Man. It's nice to find the good in any of this. It's nice to see (laughs) him in the actual suit, not the stunt double. And there's a trampoline. So, you know, you saw those Instagrams before he was cast. He was doing flips and shit. So he'll be doing some of the flips. Good for the kid. And look, call, look, call a spade a spade. It looks like <laughs> shit, Imran. Oh my god! My hoodie looks better in light, different go. lighting. Fucking well, here's the, here, the thing is, though. I mean, like we saw, you know, we saw how he looked in Civil War, and he looked fucking awesome. Yeah, looked so great, just. So. You know, just yeah. right now, it's like when you see like those Godzilla, Tony, like you see like the Godzilla set photos in Japan and it's like, oh, this looks terrible. Yeah. And then yeah. it's like just the lighting they shoot it in. It's like, OK, it looks slightly less terrible. When they <laughs> actually yeah. Shot it. yeah, I was, I was going to say bad example. Godzilla. Set oh, man, that looks terrible. Set. Oh, wait, that looks less fake. <laughs> looks less <laughs> terrible. Looks kind of like a toy. Not kind of, Yeah. Set photos always, they suck. But look, in this shot right here, you can see his uh, his web shooters in the back. It's kind of cool. <laughs> Basically, guys, I got a picture of Spider-Man grabbing his junk now. I'm a happy geek. Geek uh, We can move on. Uh, speaking of Homecoming, let's stick with that for a second. Because let me tell you, the casting agent for this movie must have been hella busy when they started shooting. We have another person joining the cast of Spider-Man Homecoming. Time Daily. Who, for people of my generation, uh, was in Cagney and Lacey. Except I don't remember if she was Cagney or Lacey. Bilotti, do you remember? Uh, she was uh, uh, Cagney Lacey. Was that the one? Uh, oh, no, was, I'm thinking something else. No, like, I can't remember. It was Chick Cops. I was like four when I came out. <laughs> but Not that she, old. And she was, had a small part in the 90s TV series Swamp Thing. Uh, she's joined the cast, which... Look, I found this editorial that had a good point and, and uh, got me a little concerned. The uh, title of this editorial is, Is the cast of Spider-Man Homecoming in danger of becoming too bloated? There is so many people in this movie now. From your Do- Do- Donald Glover to your Hannibal Burris to your Michael Keaton to your Martin Starr, Kenneth Choi. And we have and that Marissa Tomei, Robert Downey Jr. Uh, lots of villains. Could there be four villains? Is this a cause for fear? I like this editorial because they make some good points basically saying look john watts is an indie director yeah but he's got marvel there to help him uh we had talked about how 
are there four villains or are all these people going to be introduced at once? They're like, look at Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier had four villains in it. If you count Badrock the Leaper and Robert Redford and Winter Soldier, and I think there's another one. Basically, they were able to balance this and work it into the story in the hands of Marvel. Here's the thing. We've seen the, the three villains kill a movie in the past at Spider-Man. However, none of those movies were Marvel Studios. None of those movies are Kevin Feige fucking at the creative reins. What do you guys think? Too big already? First, first of all, I think the casting is brilliant because for the first Excellent. time, a, a Spider-Man movie is going to look like it actually takes place in New York because the first Sam Raimi trilogy, it looked like it was in like Ohio. There yeah. were so many white people. Yes. In it. I was like, that's not, that's not New York. I'm sorry. Second, it doesn't matter how big the ca- I think like that whole article, it's kind of off because how many movies like most movies have a cast of like you know over 100 people and these guys might get like two lines i mean there's no guarantee like these guys can be in the whole movie yeah i'm not worried i think they'll use them as their bit parts side parts uh you know they come in they're all they're all this is an ensemble cast they're all supporting actors but i agree i love that they've surrounded they got young actual young high school look at people that surround him in queen's high school that looks diverse like a queen's high school why is this brown people in a cast i'm so excited i know it's amazing who would have thought that's fucking uh uh, anthony what are your thoughts i mean you kind of already summed it up marvel They've never had Marvel behind the, the behind the scenes pulling the strings. So until Fahey and companies completely bomb a movie, I'm I'm fine with the trust in Fahey, man. So, Someone you know, inevitably though some some of these names I don't even recognize all these names. So some of these names aren't going to get huge roles. That's the thing. There's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot of big parts. Part of movie making. Yeah, it's a great balance. There's the heavy hitters. There's the up and coming dudes, and then there's like the really young everybody from the Disney Channel who's like this is their first movie. So and, and like you said, there these people. Some of these people might have roles that pay off in future movies. You know that this is not the only Spider-Man movie. You absolutely. know that this is not the only Marvel movie. So. This is, this is all part of a shared universe, so yeah, it'll we can see it, some of these characters later. Absolutely. It'll be an exciting, diverse uh, cast of characters to uh, get to meet in yeah. Spider-Man. I uh, mean, look at Thor. Here, just one quick example. Yeah. Look at Thor. Was it Stellan Skarsgård? Yeah. Who would have thought that guy would have been in like three or four other movies in the Marvel Universe? That was a bit player in Thor. Oh, yeah. He, Eric Selvig. And then oh, he played, Selvig, right, like, right. Yeah, and then and he, he was, was in important. Avengers, yeah, he yeah. Was in Thor the Dark World. You know, yeah. he'll probably and, be in the next Thor. So. And Agent, Agent Coulson, too, was another one. Coulson, Remember? Yes. And he yeah. was just like, who's this guy? And then all of a yeah. sudden, he's like the reason for the Avengers getting together. So. Dude, he I was love- literally like the guy bothering tony stark in iron man just like who the fuck is this i love that now we can play they can play with the spider-man characters in this universe it's so fluid like eventually i'd love to see norman osborne become like a big bad and go into the avengers and mess with them like oh man the sky's the limit it's gonna be very exciting uh but uh speaking of civil war what we saw spider-man for the first time the blu-ray it's coming out September 2nd. You can uh, get it digital September 2nd and uh, buy it September 13th. And of course, there's tons of bonus features. Uh, I'm going to get this just to watch the seeds of Spider-Man over and over again oh until God. fucking July <laughs> when the movie comes out. But oh my, my question God. to you guys is this. Do you – I was thinking about my physical media collection. I, there was a time when I was just buying like superhero movies, right, on DVD, just physically. So I just wanted a collection of that. However – it was a time when they were all shitty. So all I have now is a collection of shitty movies. And so <laughs> nowadays, I just buy the digital download because, look, these things come out three weeks digitally before the physical thing. Do you guys – what do you guys do? Are you still buying physical media of stuff that, like, you really want – that you love, that you really want to have? 
Uh, only stuff like the you know like the crazy Japanese stuff that I watch that you can't you that's can't rare, find over here. Rare import stuff, yeah. Yeah, that so makes I sense. have to. But I mean, I have no you know I have a bunch of DVDs in my my cabinet. I, I don't even touch them. Right? So I watch everything streaming now. I just you know I'm I'm totally behind the streaming thing at this point. Yeah, I, I have to say I'm just like Bilotti. The last physical DVDs that I bought. I, mean, I bought some of the DC animated uh, movies. I forget which one, yes. but I bought some of those. But yes. the last like uh, live-action movies I bought were the Dark Knight trilogy and Avengers. So those were like four or five years ago. Yeah. I don't yeah. buy physical films anymore. I just like like Bilotti, Like I watch them once, and then they they're just stuck in a in the shelf somewhere. And I don't. It's like it's just a waste. I don't. I'm not a collector like that. I don't know. Maybe one day if I had was made of money, but right now. And now you have like the BVS. Uh, there's a version. There's a 4K 100 gigabyte version of that movie, which is ridiculous that you could put that much shit on a DVD disc to begin with. But like, where do you store this if you download it and buy it? It's uh, it's nuts. I neither buy it nor download it. I just just wait fucking stream it or, or record it on my DVR once it comes on through. Uh, like Showtime or HBO or something like that, or Stars. All right, well, yeah. guys, get your uh, Captain America Civil War in September. One last bit of Marvel movie news. This one's pretty awesome. Um, Scarlett Johansson is now the highest grossing actress of all time. Oh, shit. Geek boner. She gets both of those. She cracked the top 10 highest growing domestic actors of all time, passing up actors like Gary Oldman, Robin Williams, Bruce Williams, Bruce Willis, wow. Anthony Daniels, and Ian McKellen. Her films have grossed over $3.3 billion, and she's uh, close to beating out Michael Caine and Johnny Depp and could even catch up to Tom Cruise in the next couple of years. The next woman is nine slots down, and it's Cameron Diaz, who said $300 million beneath Johansson. Now, having said all this, it begs the natural question, when are we going to get a Black Widow movie? God damn it. Well, those numbers are a little funny because she's been in – what, three or four or five maybe ensemble casts with other Marvel films yeah. in other Marvel films. Yes. So she's they're attributing that, yeah. those numbers yeah. to her when it's really a huge ensemble. So, I mean, she's, you know, she's been great in the Marvel universe, in my opinion, but those numbers are a little fudge. Carlos, they're skewed, yeah, they're skewed a little bit. Yeah. Carlos says in the chat, all because of the movie Lucy, which we know <laughs> is a huge uh, fucking blockbuster. I liked it until the end when the black goo came out of her. I didn't understand what was happening. Uh, Jordan says it's probably not going to get happened. Look, she was a voice in Jungle Book, too, which made fucking shit tons of money. And that to her Civil War, Captain America Civil War buddy. She's been getting involved in a lot of good stuff. Smart moves. Yeah, and, she's and then, good. And then she does like small, like she did Hail Caesar, Coen Brothers, for as a smaller oh. scale. And her, which didn't remember, she was the uh, AI. She in was her, the voice her. in her. Yeah, she did yeah. the movie with uh, what's his face, the the guy that played uh, Robin in Dark Knight Rises. Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Oh, oh, oh Joseph yeah, Gordon-Levitt, yeah, yeah. The, Don Juan was that Don Juan? Don Juan, yeah. I heard that was really yeah. good. I heard it was really. It was good actually. It was <laughs> that. Side note: That movie takes a fucking turn that you would not believe. You, I remember you told really me. Really weird. We won't spoil it. Go watch it. Carlos in the chat says she became Venom, which is exactly what I thought at the end of Lucy. She turns into Venom. That black goo covers her. So, for the record, Harrison Ford tops the position at four point eight seven billion dollars. Uh, wow. So, man, Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford. Yeah. Wow, I can see that. He deserves it. He's awesome. Well, he's got the Star Wars. Oh, and he's the, got the oh, Star Wars. Yeah. Speaking of Star Wars, here's your segue. Now you can vent on Rogue One, guys. Yes. Rumors come out Uh-oh. that this this Star Wars movie 
If it is like a Star Wars movie and not a war movie set in Star Wars land, whatever the tone, uh, rumor has it it may not feature the traditional Star Wars cl- scroll at the beginning of the movie. Oh, shit. Meaning that is there's already a different tone uh, from all the other Star Wars movies. But Bilotti, what do you... on that? Yes. Just real yeah. quick. I know Bilotti's going to have strong opinions. I don't have crazy opinions because I'm not a <laughs> Star Wars guy. I don't mind this, just not being a Star Wars guy, just because if this isn't part of big, like, Star Wars, like a tentpole Star Wars film, then why it doesn't need that scroll. Like, this is the way to differentiate it from being, like, the tentpole Star Wars film. Yeah, it's not. But I'm not the Star Wars expert. Right. I mean, so what I they say, it's, it's not a saga film. Carlos actually has a funny comment. Instead of scrolling, it's going to zigzag across the screen, and you kind of have to chase it one line at a time. That would be great. <laughs> and maybe, maybe it'll just show up, like, binary code, like... So, Bilotti, being on a set, hearing about 50% reshoots, hearing that uh, Gareth Edwards wanted to make a war movie, and the suits are like, wait, this is not Uh, a fucking Star Wars movie. Uh, What are you doing? What are your opinions on this whole thing right here? It sounds like a disaster, man. 50%. (laughs) I mean, 50 fucking percent? That's, you know how much money that is and time? And those guys I heard are working two months yes, very uh, quickly. straight eight, seven days a week, mm. like 12 plus hours a day to get this done. So I, again, I always go back to like, wow, these guys are not going to see their wives, their girlfriends, Doesn't their kids. Doesn't that break some kind of union labor law or something? Jesus. I mean, I mean, the thing is like, you know, then they can have off for like four months. You know, like I just have, you know, I'm in the middle of like, or towards the end of my hiatus. I had like two and a half months off. It's great. But yeah, like, like 50%. So what happened was it sounds like, they, since Disney bought out Lucasfilm, you have all these suits running Disney as opposed to George Lucas. Now, George Lucas did whatever the fuck he wanted because it was his property. Right. But these guys are like, no, this is ours now. We made a billion dollars because it looked this way and it tapped into nostalgia. So Gareth Edwards, I'm, I'm like 50 percent with him. Ironically, 50 percent <laughs> um, because like Godzilla, like it was OK. I like the monster scenes, but the human scenes kind of sucked. Right. So. He could have done the same thing with this movie. And he probably delivered this really like serious, maybe bland movie in the suits are like, holy shit, like no, that has to match the other movie so we can make another billion dollars. So this is they be- probably and I heard what's his name? Uh Damon was it Damon Lindelof went back in with oh no. Yes. Uh, uh one of the producers I know, JJ Abrams. Was it him? And there was a guy, uh, the screenwriter. It was the writer had to like they they he stepped in. They sent him help to like help direct the film, which is almost That's like a bad. crazy That's Josh really Trank fit. That's never a good sign. But no. um, look, this is this is kind of confusing. It's going to be really interesting to see how this movie turns out. If there isn't a scroll, our Star Wars fans going to be pissed. Now, I would love to see a Star Wars war movie in the universe. However, Darth Vader is in this movie, so maybe it does kind of have to feel like a fucking Star. Star Wars saga movie? I don't know. If someone's pissed about the scroll, that seems pretty lame. That dude, pretty you know lame. what? But those guys, those Star Wars fans get pissed off at everything. <laughs> they really everything. Do. Jesus God, but they're so how, fucking touchy. How are we going to know what part of the story we're in and where it starts and what the I, 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 mean, I, guess, I mean, I guess the scroll would serve a purpose because this is like a prequel, which is the first time ever that this has like mm-hmm. kind of been a Star Wars thing. Let me. I'll just say this. I, I think I said it before. It seemed like to me the last Star Wars film, which made a billion dollars, two billion dollars, however much it made, it made record amount of money. Yeah, was safe, was pretty safe. So Very. maybe that's what the studio. This is kind of the trend that the stu- speculating, but maybe this is the trend that the studio wants: is 
Let's not take any risks with this shit. That's what's that, that sucks though. What that's, they want. That's what but money. That's the problem. Yeah, that's what money's gonna do is make you tentative to veer away or take any risks, and you're just gonna make the same fucking thing over and over again. And also, like idiots are gonna go see it, and it's gonna make a billion dollars over and over again. Did you did you uh, listen to that James Cameron interview when he talked about Force Awakens? No. Oh, it was really good. I just found it the other day, and he said he's oh, like, oh, you, he's like, I love J.J. Abrams. I respect him, but. He said that movie didn't do anything visually innovative. It basically oh. played the safe route. He said it, they gave us stuff we saw already. They didn't take any. Ch- basically, he said they didn't take any chances. They just played the safe route, gave us the same iconic images, and it was kind of stale. Cause, and I was like, I mean, the, look, fucking Cameron better bring it with Avatar, fucking two, three, four, five, six, whatever he's planning. Uh, this better be the fucking craziest shit I've ever seen. Cameron can say whatever he wants now. Yeah. And I love that he has that freedom because he's like, fuck you. I made T2. I made Aliens. Titanic. I mean, he, Titanic, he, he, he changed has like the game. Three of the he's top like, grossing movies of all time are his. Yeah, and he, I, I, don't, I don't think you can be like, well, Cameron better fucking make <laughs> awesome films to back up his words. He's it doesn't done matter. It, yeah. He's done it. Sorry. He's done it. And uh, I mean, well, the avatars will be interesting. Cosmo Fox says, as long as I get to see ad ads on the beach, which we looked at those photos before. It's like, it's like, is this a beach movie? There's palm trees and shit. I, uh, I mean, it looks cool. It's just, is this, a, it should be called Beach Wars at this point. But yeah, it looks it cool. It should be Wars. called Beach Wars. I didn't see one single star anywhere. Uh, all right, guys, that wraps it up for the movie news. We're going to switch to the small screen. The Jock and Ned Podcast. Alrighty, we're gonna start with Arrow continues to add more <laughs> cast members. They're really trying. There's a bunch of crazy rumors that came out this week. Uh, you know, if we were down on last season of Arrow, I'm already kind of excited. They're pulling all these crazy things. So uh Tyler Ritter, uh John Ritter's son, has been added to the cast. Season five. He's a new detective, kind of replacing Detective Lance, because didn't he uh they let him go. Like he had to leave at the end. He couldn't be a yeah, cop he got, anymore again. He got fired. For he got fired. With that, oh, with Dark. That's right. All that shit right. came out. So we're going to get John Ritter. He's been a modern family. I love, uh, sorry, Tyler Ritter. I've always loved John Ritter. One of my fucking favorite comedic actors of all time, dude. John Ritter killed oh, it. Genius. Genius guy. Like Three's company. Come on. His physical comedy on that show. I was little and probably shouldn't have been watching that show, but I watched it to watch him like fall over and hit his head on shit, and he was so good at it. He's great. I never got the gay references when I was a kid. Yeah, I, was like, yeah, well, I, I don't understand, Mom. Right. What is that? The whole conceit of the show went over my head, but I was like, this guy's funny. Yeah. <laughs> Here, this one is kind of exciting. Carly Pope is cast on Arrow Season 5 as an existing uh, star uh, DC Comics character. Uh, she is playing Susan Williams, okay? A new resident in Star City, Carly Pope playing Susan Williams. Now, Susan Williams in the comic books is the significant other of one Jim Jordan, who is the younger brother of Hal Jordan, Geek the motherfucking Green Lantern. Wow. Now, I, I don't know where this is going to lead. Rumors after this casting, people are like, oh, snap, are we going to get Green Lantern in Arrow? Can I be the I guy that just, pours, uh, pours water on that fire? Go ahead. I think I have Please an argument to that. Pour it all. We, we had, if you want to go by this logic, we had Nissa Al Ghul on Green Arrow, right. who is related to uh, Talia Al Ghul, right. who is the um, potential mate of Bruce Wayne. Did we get Bruce Wayne on Green Arrow? No. So 
sorry. We're not going to yeah. get I think it could just be, I think it might just be an Easter egg. I don't think they're, yeah. they don't I think they have the, first of all, they don't have the effects they budget. They don't have the budget. For it. They yeah. can't do it. Uh, on it Arrow, it'll look bad. However, though, on the other hand, the minute Jeff Johns kind of took over, he's also overseeing DC TV as well as movies. The minute Jeff Johns takes over, Supergirl comes to CW and we have another Superman. Who the fuck thought they would ever let another Superman be cast for the small screen? Why can't he pull the same strings? Give us a Green Lantern. Because, because Green Lantern's power is unbelievable. It's totally and, crazy. And, it would totally and, not, not yeah, it would destroy a TV budget. It like, really would. They're it's really just... pushing it with Flash. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Budgets are getting bigger, but Green Lantern, come on, green that's, Lantern, that's, that's, he can create a lot with his mind. Like, he, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna yeah. have like green everything going over. Yeah, everything. Right. I, it's hopeful yeah. thinking, but you know, there. I like the tease. I like the Easter egg. I like that they're going with uh, Hal Jordan's uh, sister-in-law. You know, that's a nice. If, nice if they want, if you if. But do you remember in that one they, flashback well, scene? Let, let me just finish this. If 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 they casted Carol Ferris, then you could be like, you know what, Hal Jordan's gonna be on. That would have been but closer. Casting Jim Jordan's fucking yeah. You know, I didn't knows. even know there was a Jim Jordan. Honestly, I did so. not know there was a fucking Jim Jordan. Also, until uh, this casting. However, remember the first season, uh, the first episode of the last season in the flashback where he's at the bar with Amanda Waller, and we see a guy walk past the camera, and it yeah. says Jordan, and it's a flight suit. I guess they're just having fun with it. But yeah, they cast fun. another Superman. I didn't think they would ever fucking actually put Superman in Supergirl. Yeah, that, it's that nuts. was crazy. That's I did not nuts. see that coming at all. I, just, that's, I mean, they had know, Smallville if, for 10 years without putting him in a suit, and like, boom, we got you a Superman. Season two, where you go? And then you have Henry Cavill flying around like this at past the March same time. Superman. So look, we got two Supermans. We got two Flashes. It's good. It's all good. It's the multiverse. Yeah, they got to do um, uh, what is a crisis? If they do crisis, that's that's fucking awesome. If if they build up to that with all those Are characters, you talking about on TV or in the movies or on both, both. Like if they if they oh, lead okay. up to that, you know, kind of like Infinity War, how it's just right, kind of right. like sort of organically happening if they do that that'll be fucking awesome well i'll tell you what they are doing on tv on the flash and cw is flashpoint and i'm hoping that when the shows come and they they just there's a flashpoint storyline that starts all through all the shows uh but we have another exciting new cast member in flash for season three uh if you're a potterhead you will be very excited harry potter fans Draco Malfoy, the guy, uh, guy play, who played Draco Malfoy, Tom Felton, is uh, joining as series regular, Flash Season 3, as another CSI agent. He's the guy that was the vague description last time we talked about, remember? A guy that's mm-hmm. kind of like Barry and is suspicious and has secrets of his own. This is the guy. Tom Felton. Looks like, a, looks like a human light bulb. He really, he's as white as I am, dude. I thought I was fucking human white. Human light bulb. I would okay. go with human Q-tip. Yeah, light bulb <laughs> works. Cotton candy head. Listen, yeah. if I was to like shave my beard, I look like Casper the Ghost. Like you could see right through me. Uh, oh my God. So he'll be playing somebody named Julian Dorn. And there's nobody that named Julian Dorn in the Flash comic book canon. So It could be a cover. It could be like a fake a name. Cover. you know. Yes. Smoke there screen. was a rumor that it would be Julian something else and it was going to be something else. I forgot. What Do you remember it was. when we, be, there was a Harrison Wells but it was actually an Ebord Thon? 
That's true. Yeah. It could be a fake name. Yeah, he could be like he could be like a elongated man or something. I don't know who else they would so, put in there, but Jordan says elongated man. <laughs> Dude, Ralph, Ralph Ralph Dibney? That'd be awesome. Uh, Jordan says in that photo it's from Harry Potter. She says he was made to look extra douchey in Harry Potter. I mean he was uh, I saw the first movie, he was extra douchey, bad guy. He does have a face you could just punch. I, I kind of like this. Does. He'll be like, he'll Definitely. show up and, and you're just going to want to hate him and you're going to want to bury yeah. it. He's the guy, you know, like when, when you're Perfect like younger casting. in a bar and yeah. you're like hitting on a girl and you don't get anywhere with her. But then that guy walks out with the girl and you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, How did that guy get her? This fucking guy? Are you kidding me? Are you me? kidding me? Jesus <laughs> Christ, man. There, there, there was that guy for like me and you, Bilotti. But then for, for Imran, it was literally every guy. It was every I guy couldn't. Looked at at the bar. I, was I like, had to go God. to a fucking damn it I, I had to go to a really dark bar like really dark like to where like you couldn't you had to like you couldn't see anything that That's fucking midget thing. just got that girl what the fuck <laughs> what the fuck damn it. i got five feet on that guy listen i i slayed in uh really dark bars slayed <laughs> slayed that was what you call a strobe light hoe you know what that is uh, that was me uh, people i get out of the light that joke just made me sweat Thank ah, you. Ah, ah, oh, shit. ah jordan burn your back at least he's married y'all uh, oh bloody will be I uh, just got engaged. You got Jordan, engaged. I just got engaged. Congratulations. Dang nerd. Thank you. <laughs> Yahoo. I don't know what got into my girlfriend, but she said yes. <laughs> I don't know what got into Emron's wife. <laughs> <laughs> Progress. Uh, okay, look. Let's move on to some Marvel TV news. Uh, San Diego Comic-Con. It's coming. July. Late July. And this year, Marvel TV will be there. Oh, cool. So we will get a lot of previews of Luke Cage. The whole Luke Cage cast is going to be there. Uh, the whole Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. cast is going to be there. And Marvel Animation will be there showing uh, episodes. Uh-oh, and so, break in? Are you all right? No, I just I dropped my phone. It's okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought he sneezed. So, I thought someone broke into his house. <laughs> listen, Imagine listen. I, get, I get like stabbed on like lump lab. <laughs> he does live in Queens, everybody. Oh, live... Uh, the <laughs> live shit. Where's Spider-Man? Speaking, speaking of, there's this him? weird video. So it's side tangent. It's the, there's this weird channel called like Top Fives. Yeah. And then like Top Five Weird Things, this, Top Five This. Top, it's all like weird shit. And there's this one video where it's like Top Five Weird Things to be caught on camera. Yeah. There's this one guy that records. He's, it's fucking weird. This guy rec- will, for hours on end, sit in front of a camera for four hours and just sit there smiling. Okay. So he does these videos every day where he's sitting there smiling. One time, He's sitting there smiling, and someone tries to fucking break into his apartment. <laughs> and they see oh, him. They see him there, and they close the door. Like, and he doesn't fucking. React. And he didn't know that that, that happened. He doesn't react. <laughs> it's fucking creepy as fuck, dude. Performance art. How do you know that wasn't staged? That's performance art, people. That's called <laughs> art. I don't know. It, it's one of the fucking more disturbing things. I've oh, seen. Jordan says you're talking about the same thing. She says there was a girl that got on her house, broken into live on Twitch. This happened to a girl while she was playing League of oh Legends, and the person that broke in came in with a gun and held her hostage, oh, oh all live-streamed on Twitch. See, now that kind of gameplay video, I'd watch that shit. That's exciting. That's hilarious. <laughs> I, it's scary and traumatic, but it's hilarious for us. Go yeah. esports! Talking nerd! Anywho, oh, uh, we will get... Uh, so, look, we're going to get a lot talk of... talk about TV panels. How the fuck did yeah, we get yeah, here? Marvel. We're going to talk... We're going to get... No, to Stay tuned to the Jock and Nerd Podcast, listener, because, of course, we're going to bring you all the breaking news from the San Diego Comic-Con. Uh, this... The Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. We'll, this, we'll bring you the breaking news like three or four days three later. Three or four days after you read it on the internet. We will repeat it for you here. Uh, the, <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> what this isn't a live fucking show god damn it uh it is live now look there was this weird bus they had for agents of shield 
uh, to promote it. And on the front of this bus is this flaming chain running across the bus. And everyone is like, oh, my God, is Ghost Rider going to be on Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Uh, but if you watched the last season, there was an Inhuman called Hellfire. James, who had a fucking kick-ass chain like that that was on fire. But I also read somewhere that in the comic books, he's the grandson of, like, one of the original Ghost Riders. So I don't know. I don't, I don't think – could they make Ghost Rider into an inhuman? Would you want to see that? Norman Reedus wants to no, play him. No, <laughs> no that's, that's – come on. I mean, Ghost he would Rider's be more in the is. realm of, like, a doctor – like, Doctor Strange, like, weird shit. I say give Norman Reedus a chance and do a, a Ghost Rider Netflix series. No, isn't, well, they, 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 isn't Johnny was it Johnny Blaze? Johnny Blaze, yeah, was one Johnny of them. Been a, a pretty boy, like a stunt. You know, he's like a daredevil, pretty boy kind of guy. Like, yeah, he was yeah, yeah, he was like an Eva Knievel. Then Danny Marmaritas doesn't come off like as a pretty. He's kind of like a dirtbag. Uh, he he kind of looks like a southern dirtbag. Yeah, <laughs> which is what he, he likes. You know who would be a good Johnny Blaze? I think like Scott Eastwood would be a good Johnny Blaze. Oh, he's going to be in Suicide Squad, and I still don't think we know who he's playing. It's like a big mystery. Yeah. Uh, oh, he just got cast in Pacific Rim too. I just read. Oh, today. we didn't. Hey, I missed that. That was that in yeah. here. Oh shit, I missed that. Uh, it was a, co- a comicbookmovie.com reported it. Real quick, Pacific Rim Two has a release date. Basically, that, that, that was yeah. the news. We, it's going to come out February 23rd, 2018. It's got uh, John Boyega playing uh, the son of Stacker, Pentecost. Idris uh, yeah. Elba's character. Yeah, and I guess yeah. they go into, like, it'll be about, like, more about the origins of the kaiju and what's not. I have uh, insight on the whole Marvel, uh, get back to the Marvel TV thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, Marvel, uh, the films, they're not doing the Comic-Con, right? Like, they're, they're not doing San Diego anymore? And I, I heard, think that I thought they were. No, they're not. I last I heard they weren't doing San Diego Comic Con. So this last year, I, I think DC is going to be there with the uh, yeah. with stuff, yeah, and Marvel right. TV is right. coming. And Marvel they have their D twenty three fucking thing now, where they're going to save all the good shit. Yeah, you know what it is when Kevin Feige uh, split from the Brain Trust and Marvel. Right. I think now he's like, "Fuck it, I'm doing like my own shit." You know, the Disney, and now they're like. The TV guys like okay, well we'll fill the gap. They, yeah, uh, yeah. Comic Con. That that's what I think happened. And I mean, that's uh, good. You know, I think here. I think I think they actually are they coming to Comic Con? I'm seeing something on IGN here. I'm going to link it. Or if, I know Fox wasn't going to do it because they they Fox said, isn't um, doing it. Yeah, Fox bootleg. is not They're worried about it. the or the Fox. Yeah, the Fox, pirating. Right, They're worried we, about the pirating or something. We had talked yeah, about Fox isn't Fox doing it, about. but the, the, doc, there is Doctor Strange post. Um, Ads out on San Diego. Ah, in San Diego. Okay. Despite rumors that they were going to skip, I think yeah. uh, we might see. Oh, yeah. and uh, Guardians of the Galaxy might be there too. So, oh, yeah. I guess Marvel will have a presence. Uh, and they, I mean, they kind of need to because uh, I think DC is going to bring the big guns. Uh, I feel like they're going to have a whole fucking like Justice League cast or some shit it's, out there. I mean, we, we've said this on the for, phone uh, on the air before. On the phone? It's, on the phone too, what, maybe. <laughs> Pillow talk. Um, Hey, but it's, I feel like actually I don't think Marvel really needs to do this, but it feels like nah, every they time don't. they hear that DC is doing something and they're like, well, let's fucking smash. Oh, hell yeah. I, I, I love this back and forth volley because yeah. when it, the minute this Justice League shit broke, I was like, all right, Marvel, your turn. Let's see what you got because they're fucking burning it up with all it's, this. It's set been business highly right coincidental with some of the re- news releases Marvel's put out. I mean, it's a, I think it's stuff. like it's a game like they know they're doing it. They're playing a game. It's a volley back and forth. What do you think? Yeah. Body, do you think this is on purpose or they're just like react? They're like, OK, you do this. I'm going to do this. But it's not planned, really. 
Uh, I think it's a little bit friendly competition, but but the thing is though, like Marvel is so far ahead of the game that DC's catching up. So DC really, really needs to knock these next few movies out of the park. So then Marvel can go, holy shit, they upped the ante. Like now we have to step up. Like mm-hmm. like back in the nineties when like Monday Night Raw and Monday Nitro were going like back head to head, and it was like making they were making each other better. Wait, these Just are wrestling things, right? Wrestling? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. These are these are wrestling things. I'm right. Yes. <laughs> yeah, these are wrestling well, guys in tights. Guys in tights, like look, superheroes. It's if, similar. If it makes both sides just bring the fucking A game every time, no, uh, it will. keep it going. Will. You know, and Marvel competition they, usually brings out the best in one another. Yeah, they need competition, so DC has to step it up. So they need to keep continue pressuring each other. But yeah, it's all. It's all like corporate strategy. I mean, there's no like. Dude, and just you know. think about this. Moving forward, we're going to get like, we get three Marvel movies every year and three fucking DC movies every year for like the next few years. Like, this oh, is. Oh, God. It's so good being a. Isn't it nutty. fucking. When oh, I think exciting. I was listening to one of your podcasts. Geek Boner. And you were talking about like when we were younger, like in the 80s. I mean, what did we had? The Dolph Lundgren Punisher. We had nothing. It was like a fucking wasteland. And I'm so like people shit on these movies. I'm like, no, fuck no. I've been waiting my whole life for these movies. And that's the thing. As bad as sometimes they can be. Except for Fantastic Four. That was what the You know, I couldn't even I got through like half of that and I shut it off. I was like, (laughs) Oh wow. (laughs) This is so fucking bad. Look, talking about something that's good is Marvel on Netflix. And we know Punisher is getting a fucking series. This will be the sixth Netflix series. Uh, from Marvel. So Bernthal said some interesting things about Punisher and, and what we saw in Daredevil season two compared to what we're going to see. I, uh, I, I just want to say I never I, I have yet to finish season one of Daredevil. I really? Know. And I haven't watched season two. So I, if you're going to spoil anything, I'm the. No, I'm, the, I'm, the, I'm the, no, 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 no. This, this is not this is not spoiler. Basically, <laughs> okay, he talks okay. about the character. He says, look, I think when you're talking about characters like these, the way they fight, what's motivating the fight is very important. Beating someone up to drag them to jail is different than someone who is exercising his rage on people. The Frank Castle you find in this story is not the Punisher. He's reeling from the loss of his family. He's driven by rage, and he's on a singular mission to find these people who took his family from him and do it as brutally, brutally possible. Uh, so he's basically saying, like, we haven't even seen the fucking Punisher yet. Just wait. wait. Is that a, is it going to be a prequel series? Because do uh, they touch no. upon that in season two? No, the, it. You have to watch. Yeah, it. It, uh, yeah. Kind of a, there, kind there's of a Frank Castle origin. There's, in yeah, and there's two. threads that oh, they see. start in there. They could definitely pick up on. Um, and so there's not been. Any, I can't believe you haven't watched it, man. What yeah, Bellotti, what the fuck, dude? It's awesome. Like, let me tell you, <laughs> the shit that Marvel does on Netflix is like the best shit. It's up there with the movies. Know, it is the no, best I, thing they do. No, I, I'll tell you what it is. Look, uh, me and my me and my fiance, we we watch a lot of we watch Walking Dead together. We watch all these shows, but she went back to college last year. So we want to watch these shows, but we want to watch them together. So I have to wait till she finishes school. Uh, you gotta school. wait and binge. I got you. Yeah, are That's you on the fair. same thing with Jessica Jones too? Not watched it. Yeah, I haven't even watched that yet. Oh. And I have uh, my friend. My friend worked on all those shows. My friend's working on Luke Cage right now. Get the fuck like, out, dude! I'm super stoked for Luke Cage again. Another great diverse cast. That this show is gonna be great. That comes out in November. What's interesting about the Punisher? There's no information except if you look it up on IMDb, it says release date November 2017. So we oh. might get the Punisher next November, a year from Luke Cage. That'll be the uh, the second, maybe it's the third. So, and that's yeah. on IMDb, but they haven't really. I feel like they haven't announced that anywhere. It's very interesting. Could have okay. just slipped out. Sometimes they go in there and they change those things. 
Yeah, they're all tentative. But they haven't started shooting. They're still doing Luke Cage right now. So yeah, yeah. They're doing Luke Cage and they're doing Iron Fist. They're get their Iron Fist. Yeah. yeah. So it'll be Luke Cage and then next year Iron Fist and then Punisher and then when the fuck is Defenders? Oh man, that's gonna be awesome. Uh, moving on to some other uh, TV comic book news. That's not Marvel or DC. The show Preacher on AMC, already only five episodes in, has been renewed for a second season, a full 13-episode wow. season. I think this first season is 10 episodes. Uh, Bilotti, Anthony, you guys been watching The Preacher? No, I haven't been watching anything. Have you, Anthony, you watched? Watch you just watched? I, and I watched the first episode, and you got my... I didn't even watch the full first episode, so I'm sorry. So you didn't man. watch the rest of it? here. I, it it was so bizarre. I, I haven't gotten into it. Maybe hey, when it, maybe when it's done, I'll you should. It. I I recommend it. Like it is, you got to give it five episodes in. It does. It starts out slow. It's very weird. It's kind of an acquired taste. But man, by the fifth episode, it picks up. You really start to love these characters. It's got like crazy awesome references. It's beautifully shot. Sometimes it looks like a, a western. Sometimes it's like a. Uh, a creepy like Stephen King horror movie. Sometimes it's like Twin Peaks weird. You see all these awesome influences. Uh, it's kind of it's different than the comic book, but it's really well done. I've been enjoying it. I would recommend The Preacher, and I guess the ratings are good enough for them. They're giving it a, a second season. Yeah, it's always a good sign. You can finish out the first of, season. They put a lot of muscle behind The Preacher. I know. They, I mean, they created an after show. Before well, the after it. show was only after the first episode, and they're going to uh, do it after the last episode. They haven't been running it. Every week, who, well, I, who I, feel, started, I feel like when they do that, though, they're they're really yeah, pushing that. Yeah, let's say that again, Bly. I was gonna say, who started the after show thing? Was that The Walking Dead? Uh but it was Breaking Bad. Actually, had Breaking Bad, Walking oh. Bad, and that was Chris Hardwick. And then, oh, okay. And I think I wonder if he did it before, but that was the first kind of format of that AMC after show. Oh, okay. It was after Breaking Bad. <laughs> See, my problem is, is I've been kicking around the idea of starting a new show, yeah. And whether it's Breaking Bad or Game of Thrones, yeah. So to to throw the preacher on there right now would just dilute things a preacher, little bit. But for preacher me. is only five episodes, man, and you watch I half know, of one. I know, but I watched the first one and I was so weirded out. It's a weird, <laughs> it's a weird, dark, weird show, but I fucking love it because, like, it's uh, uh, it's it's very, it's just weird. I like the weirdness. It's very weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll, right. it, I'll, I'll try it again one day. I, I promise. Yeah. You. All right. I'll give it a shot too. Uh, yeah, we should. I think. Uh, I think once uh, people catch up to like the first season, I think uh, you know people are already talking a lot about it. But uh, we'll what happens is the first season happens and it doesn't get like the hugest amount of ratings. It'll right. get good ratings, but then the buzz will come when it ends and everyone can start binge watching it after everyone's kind of got it recommended to them. And then the second season, hopefully, everyone starts to jump on the band. I mean, it has like a small rabbit following already. Like, there's a bunch of just preacher podcasts that like popped yeah. up all of a sudden. So oh there's people like you that are raving yeah, about yeah. it. And that's how people like me exactly. and Bilotti and eventually we'll yeah. probably catch it and hopefully we'll like it. Hopefully. Yeah. And if uh, everybody catches up, we'll talk about it on the show. Let's move on to some comic book news because there's some uh, interesting bit that Marvel is doing. We talked about how – look, this is interesting because this DC Rebirth, I feel like it's taken the momentum. DC right now has the momentum in the comics, sales, in the buzz. People are talking about it. It's been selling good. Marvel, well, did you read it? I told you to read it, right? Yeah, I've my, I have to borrow it. The only thing I read was the um, the Superman issue, the Rebirth Superman issue with oh. his son. Yeah, with oh. the the uh, where, where he's married to Lois. You, you didn't you didn't read the. You got to read Rebirth. No, Zero I read part. I gotta, I'm gonna borrow it from my friend this weekend and okay. read. I was so close to buying it, but he's like, "No, I'll let you borrow it." It's like, okay, so I'm gonna borrow it from him. 
it's I mean it's uh it's it's a it's a crazy move. It's got people talking. It's got the sales again. It's got people buying books. Uh, and Superman's back. I read like the preview, and I read that Superman comic, and like they jump right back into that classic Superman. Well, character. I was gonna say you Perfect. should like this because they have killed off the Dick New Fifty Two Superman uh, that everybody such a hated. Dick. Uh, such and, an asshole! And, you I can't stand that guy. It's interesting because I remember when that first started, and we read those books, and everyone was a dick. Like I was like, oh, this is kind of fun to see our heroes as dicks, but. That novelty wore off really quickly, and it, like it leaves little room for storytelling when all your characters are just fucking assholes. Yeah. It's one big dicks, big big sausage party, a bunch of big dicks walking around. Like so, I told you, that Justice Lee War. Yeah, animated, you didn't like that. That was with the dick. Like, that was, was the, like they're all dicks. So and look, Superman was horny. It was weird. You should. You should <laughs> it was weird. Yeah, you wanted to look. You should pick up the rebirth titles because they undid all of that. This is all back to like the legacy, the hope, the optimism oh, of the DC characters. Meanwhile, on the Marvel side, they're doing Civil War again, which actually I've been reading it. The two issues are out. Is it good? It's not bad. I like it. Really good conversations. Good uh, debate on both sides. Um, the the story in a gist being you have Iron Man on one side, you got Captain Marvel on the other side. There's an Inhuman that can predict the future, and so the question is: Do you lock this guy up because he's dangerous and he sends people into danger because possibly this might happen, or do you use him and stop crime before it even happens? If it was going to happen. Right, it's like Minority Report. Yes, isn't it? a lot like Minority Report, but uh, it's so far it's been very interesting. And then, so they've been teasing this thing Marvel now for months. This is their next event after Civil War. They actually did a Marvel Now thing in 2012, but this time, if you notice, the logo is shattered. There are these shattered um, icons of characters, uh, one on top of the other. They put out this awesome promo image that says "Divided We Stand." And what's interesting about this wide image is the characters in here because oh, yeah. it seems to be uh, the the uh, the baby boomers, Gen Xers, older white characters on one side, on the left, and then the newer, oh. more diverse, younger, new generation of characters on the right. So. Looking at this picture, it's pretty interesting. They're saying this is not an event. It's the status quo of the Marvel Universe in aftermath of the war. Okay, on one side, you have, like I said, mostly white legacy characters of the Marvel U. Noticeably <laughs> missing is Iron Man. There's a guy in a suit holding his yeah, helmet. Who, I don't know. Isn't that Tony Stark or not? Uh, it's I not know. Tony Stark. Uh, people are saying it looks like the newly constructed Doctor Doom. Oh, From the end of Secret uh, War, he got his face back. Uh, Remember? So, yeah. also on that side are people like Black Panther, Steve. Black Panther, the only black character there. Steve Rogers, Jessica Jones, Electro, Punisher, Gamora, Cable, Odinson, uh, the original Thor, Odinson, and Captain Marvel. And then obscure characters like Slapstick and Fool Character. On the right are newer characters led by someone named Riri, who's rumored to be the new War Machine, and Mosaic, who is a new Inhuman. And they're joined by the uh, Gwenpool, Squirrel Girl, Moon Girl, the new Wasp, Miles Morales, Miss Marvel, Amadeus Cho Hulk, Miss America, and the Prowler, and Doctor Strange to provide guidance. So this like is the, where isn't this it's interesting? Like the cast of Spider-Man: Homecoming. Jesus. It kind of is. I think this is very interesting how they're kind of reacting to like like the generation gap. 
that you know we have today, and how these second these new generation characters are trying to like come up under the wings of these old dudes. But it's, it's about fucking time, though. Seriously, I mean, yeah. I don't like diversity for diversity's sake. Right. I like when it happens naturally, and they should have aged these characters years ago. Like seriously, I mean, it was just getting redundant after a while. So I'm all for this, but. You know, they, as long as they do it tastefully, then fuck it. Like, uh, they, it, they need to make a change anyway. So, yeah, this is uh, that's kind of interesting. I'm gonna check it out. The thing to look out for is on July 13th, they're doing this thing when Civil War number three comes out. There, it's gonna be a dual release with the Marvel Now previews magazine, and it's gonna fill in all the stuff on these people in the state of the Marvel universe after Civil War. Uh, which I uh, I like Civil War. It's good. You guys, check it out. It's good. Okay. Oh, cool. Right. Uh, uh, I'll wait for I'll wait for the trade. Just yeah, because. wait for the. There's only yeah. two issues and it's coming out real slow. So yeah, it seems slow. I don't know. All right, gang, that's it for the weekly news. I got one recommendation. I'm just gonna shove in here in the next segment and some listener feedback. Let's move forward. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey, this is Travesty. I'm Awkward Colin, and I'm Geekcast Joe, and we're from. The weekly podcast with a little bit of something and a whole lot of nothing. Our show, we talk about topics such as sports, technology, the random bullshit that no one really cares about, and of course, friendship. I thought you said things people didn't care about. Oh yeah, I guess friendship falls into that. Anyway, you can find us at thisfreakinshow.com or on iTunes by searching This Freakin' Show. Man, my balls itch. (laughs) (laughs) Do you long for the good old Saturdays? Filled with morning cartoons and sugary cereal. How about the lazy days? Just vegging in front of the telly all afternoon. Well, I do, and that's why Saturday Morning Pajamas was created. Tune in every Wednesday and Saturday for a good old dose of nostalgia, B-movies, and the latest cinematic hits. Check us out at www.nonoms.net. That's www.nonoms.net. Imran. Hey, Rock Boy. Wouldn't it be great since we're putting out all these great shows and great content that our listeners could support us in some kind of way, maybe with a website or something? You know what? I got an idea. Hang tight. I'll be right back. Jugger nerd. All right, listener. We have a virtual tip jar. Wowie zowie. It's called Patreon. Visit jockernerd.com slash Patreon and you can support the show and help us help you. How you do that? You can make monthly donations, whether it be a dollar, 50 cents, five bucks, or you can donate in one large sum and you get bonus content and it only helps improve the show by getting us on better platforms and better equipment. Fantastic! I hear change jingling in your pocket. <laughs> Don't fucking fuck me over, guys. Do it. Uh, I like our little recommendation segment. I didn't tell you guys I was going to do this. I'm just going to throw this out. You asshole! But I told you, you, were an you guys, I told you he was an asshole. You guys can. Uh, you guys <laughs> should have listened to you, Tony. You guys, uh, you're going to have to come up with one on the fly. But last episode, uh, Anthony, you suggested uh, Jonathan Hickman's Avengers run. Uh, I'll put this in the show notes. Oh, by the way, listener, all the stuff we talk about, check out our show notes. Jockander.com/slash/112. All the links to all the shit will be in there. 
That Hickman Avengers run is on sale at Comicology until July 11th, uh, which is uh, really good if you want to check out some cool Avengers. But here is my recommendation real quick. If you don't know, I love old school hip hop. Uh, when hip hop was the best in the early mid nineties, there's this amazing documentary on Showtime called Stretch and Bobito radio that changed lives. Uh, if you don't have uh, Showtime, I think you could stream it somewhere. Basically this show is about this late night radio show at Columbia. These two guys, DJ stretch Armstrong, this tall white dude and Bobito uh, who just had a passion for uh, hip hop. And the show is very unstructured. They would just hang out. They play records they love. But guess what happened? They formed an amazing underground following, dude. And what I can't believe is I was living in Manhattan in the 90s, and I can't believe I didn't hear this. This would be on Thursday nights from like 1 a.m. to 5 a.m. in the morning on like 89.3, stretching oh Bobito. But this show, dude, this they uh, introduced the world to an unsigned artist. Check who out who they had. They had these cats before they were signed. Nas went on there, unsigned. Biggie Smalls before they were unsigned. He had the Wu-Tang on there, unsigned. Big Pun, Jay-Z, Eminem, the Fugees, all on this little-known oh. Columbia College radio show in this documentary, dude. You see these guys freestyle in the 90s before they were anybody. One of the best parts is Biggie Smalls. They Find, they play this freestyle, Biggie Smalls, off the top of his head, un, unrehearsed. He is talking about going to jail, fucking slinging drugs, pimping. Uh, unbelievable. He's 16 years old. Oh, shit. Rapping this unbelievable freestyle like he's lived this fucking thug life for years. It's a great fucking film. Uh, I would check it out if you're into hip-hop at all. And even if you're not, it's great to see this rare footage of these guys uh, spitting fucking freestyle, dude. You told me about that show, that late night show. I think one time we had a conversation about music, and I remember you telling me about it. Yeah, he's told me about this in the car too. I, and uh, yeah, but I like I lived in Manhattan. I mean, I lived in Brooklyn when the show was on, and uh, I can't believe I never fucking heard it. They've actually that's because you're not a real fan, bro. But I, we, I mean, who's listening to the <laughs> fucking? It was like, how would I? Oh shit, dude! You gotta. Oh <laughs> shit! There you go. Here's the thing is this this show there was tapes people with bootleg tapes these tapes of these shows got around the world they had people in prison writing them thanking them because they would get Stretch and Bobito tapes there's a part where Redman is like yo the tape broke I unscrewed the shit I fucking tape it together screw it back in because I needed my Stretch and Bobito show like these cats like producers would listen to the show to find out who to sign and those guys combined made millions of dollars the guys that they had before they were even signed. That they discovered. Oh, that's cool. And these guys made nothing cool. off this. <laughs> they were just cool. for the pure joy of the music. They're actually doing a live show at the Samsung Studios downtown in New York, Bilotti. You can check them out. They do it once a week in this, and then it's on SoundCloud, but you could like go. They're doing it uh, like until July through July, uh, a weekly live show. But that's my recommendations. You guys got any off the top of your head? Oh, I got a couple. Oh, there you uh, go. Bilotti. Uh, uh, let's see. I just picked up a bunch of dollar comics at Forbidden Planet the other day, Ooh. and I would recommend Miracle Man by Alan Moore. I just read the first issue, blown away, uh, totally blown away. Is this it's a new? A is this a new uh, story? Or I thought no, Miracle Man's not. old, right? It's from uh, yeah, it's old. Uh, it's from it came the, out in no the fifties. Um, it came out. It was, it was uh, a British character. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Know, I won't go into history of it, but then Alan Moore brought him back in the eighties and sort of like deconstructed him and made him like. Gave him like 
depth and dimension and who is Miracle know, Man? He's basically he was basically the story was Fawcett Comics owned Captain Marvel, you know, Shazam. Yes. And then they lost the license to reproduce their story. So yep. they turned to this guy, uh, Mick Anglo, and said, can you make a new version of Captain Marvel? But, you know, make him uh, blue or whatever. Uh, they, you know, they just made, made it make a new version of him. So they made Marvel Man. And it was basically a, a blonde boy that said, uh, Komodo, which is atomic backwards, ah. and he and the same like a wizard gave him power, but it was atomic power yeah. as opposed to magic. Yeah, and he became like this grown man who it was just the same concept as Captain Marvel, but in this book, like it's now he's older and he's he forgot that he was Miracle Man. And he's having these visions, and then something goes down, and uh, when he goes outside, like you know, there was like a robbery or something like that, and. He starts like it starts coming back and he says the word like, oh, Komoda and becomes Miracle Man again. And he goes home and explains to his wife like she's like, who are you? And he's like, well, I'm Miracle Man, but I'm also your husband. And he <laughs> sits down and explains the story. And I'm like, wow, this is really fucking good. So and I'm like, I got to start buying this book. I want to buy the trades now. I've heard good things uh, about Miracle Man. It's, Alan it's Moore. really good. Yeah, it's really good. Alan Moore is definitely ahead of his time. I man. love that Shazam story, how DC took uh, Captain Marvel from Fawcett and tried to sue them. And then Marvel sues DC for going, oh, you can't use fucking Captain Marvel. That's our thing. Yeah. And they had to make yeah. it Shazam. It was just one chain of litigation. It's hilarious. Yeah. Right on. Miracle Man. Yeah. Uh, Anthony, you got anything at all? Otherwise, we're I do. Okay. Hit us. They gave me some time and I got <laughs> some stuff. <laughs> there you go. Um, <laughs> so Gail Simone's original run on Secret Six. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, starting with uh, the trade Villains United number one, where that the team kind of debuts. Um, the original team being Catman, Deadshot, Cheshire, Ragdoll, Scandal Savage, and a Parademon. And then that team kind of evolves from there. Bane oh, shit, there was a Parademon in the beginning, right? There and was Bane, a random and then Bane, Bane eventually joins. And a lot of people join. But uh, the Mad Hatter joins. Um, it's really fucking good. It's really dark. It's about it's a it's basically what like the Suicide Squad is, yeah. the Guardians of the Galaxy, where it's a ragtag team of criminals that kind of gets initially put together and like kind of set up to uh like set up to do something and they they kind of get hunted by all these other villains and they they're like these joke villains that don't really have a chance and they end up winning and then they end up going on all these random ass missions and very dark comedy a lot of fucking brutal um action like ladies getting tortured by hot sauce being poured into their eyes like stuff like that it's fucking dark as hell but it's super funny um breakout characters are like Catman, Deadshot, um what's his fucking name? Ragdoll is hilarious. Ragdoll's Bane great. is really there's a new layer added to Bane. I mean, it's really good. Uh that whole run. I read Villains United number one and I went on this binge on going on Amazon and buying every trade of Secret Six. Let Imran borrow it. It's fucking fantastic. I think there was there new, only like thirty six issues total of it. Uh yeah, there was. Let's like. I look. I gotta thank you for around. turning me on to this because Anthony's like, have you read Secret Six? And then when you think about, it, I'm like, Cat Man, what the fuck is this, dude? Gail <laughs> Gail Simone is an unbelievable writer. This is a dark yeah. Suicide Squad. Catman's origin alone was like, I was like, that's fucked up, dude. That is some dark fucking shit right there. It's, there's like looks like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, like seven or eight trades that you could get. Uh, it's great. Uh, Anthony, do you remember six. Catman's origin? Oh, fuck. Um, I, uh, man, it, it's, it's something to do with like his uh, 
his father being super abusive and feeding his mo- his uh, his mom to cats or some shit. Like, I don't know. Yeah, his fa- like his father tied up his mom oh. and fed him to a lion, and then he made and he made uh, Catman watch, and then didn't he make Catman shoot him? He made Catman shoot his own he made, father. Made Cat- he made Catman like kill. A lion or an innocent fucking dude. It's du- it's great, but yeah. And Bane has a great relationship with uh, what was with, it? Uh, Scandal Savage. Scandal yeah, he, Savage. There, there's That's a scene really where S- Scandal Savage is like crying, and it's kind of like the Terminator scene where he's like, he's like he doesn't understand why she's having these emotions. It's really and good. She's, yeah, she's he's basically like you. Sh- you're crying. You're you're skinny. You should eat. Just go eat. And you'll be fine. <laughs> Like good. No, that's a good recommendation. Really, if you've never really read uh, Secret Six, there's a new Secret Six out that's kind of different. Catman's in it. It's it's written by Gail Simone, but it's not as good. It cap- it's not as good. It hasn't I didn't captured like it. the original. I read, yeah, I read the first couple of issues and then I stopped buying it. It's King, King Shark eventually. King joined Shark. Secret that's what Six. I thought. King yeah. Shark is in it. And like, if you think King Shark is like a silly, stupid character, this is why when I saw King Shark on Flash, I was like, fucking King Shark. It's because of Secret Six that he was in yeah. there. They do all right. It, it ends with. I mean, I think it got. It's run got cut short early, but the, even the ending is pretty epic for the Secret yeah, Six. Yeah, it's a great run. Check it out. Yeah. All right, guys. Good recommendation. Okay, I got a little couple pieces of listener feedback real quick. Let me fly through this so we can get to Belladia uh, Jeepest and get to sleep. <laughs> um, first of all, I got to say shout out to our boy Andrew Gildy, who uh, is the oh, creator yeah. of the comic book man of sin. Uh, uh, you he was can- on the show. Episode 83 of the Jock and Nerd Podcast. He had stopped by uh, a, a few weeks ago. I forgot to tell you, Anthony. He dropped off some swag. Yeah, I, I saw the email oh, you saw, Okay, yeah, yeah. So he brought us like signed copies, variants, uh, and I, I will give them to you eventually. Or next time you're here, you just take them. And some posters. Okay. Um, so it's nice to see the fruits of his Kickstarter funded. He, the book is printed. We're holding it. Like, that's awesome. Good for and glad we could have even just a little part. In Look, we you know we did, and another another book that we had a little part of was from Scott Larson, yeah, who was on episode seventy three uh, with his book Visitations. That was about Madison. It was about like the Antichrist. It's very dark and moody. It's good. Visitations is about like uh, these creatures and characters in Chicago cemeteries in in history. Uh, very cool. The reason I mentioned Scott Larson's book is we had an ad in the back of that book, and he has sold out completely of the first print. Oh, shit. Good for you, Scotty. And if you have bought that book, and maybe you are tuning in because you saw our ad in the back of that book, thanks for checking us out and buying Scott Larson's visitation. It all comes around. Reader slash listener. Yeah, every little bit. Look, he helped promote us. We helped promote him. I love it. We got another email from our buddy Wes. If uh, if you don't remember, he was uh, the Yank from Down Under. We will comment on this as we read. It's pretty funny. You guys, here we go. He says, hey, how you guys doing? I just thought I'd catch up. I've separated from wife and have some free time. Oh, shit. Okay, let me just pause there. Congratulations? Uh, or I'm sorry? I'm I, sorry, maybe. I don't yeah. know which way to go with that, but... Uh, great. Uh, I knew rugby would have a rebuttal about my comment on dated movies. I agree there is a place for reliving the times, but I still feel some movies should be revised for newer audiences. Millenniums are entitled to that. They will tell you that. Speaking of millennium, in the post-show you were talking music, and as far as electronic, I like it mixed with jazz. Grey Boy and stuff like DJ Kicks. Who would Anthony recommend? I'll pause there. Anthony? Mixed with jazz? Yeah. Do you know Grey Boy or DJ Kicks? I don't know any of those guys, okay. but uh, Timmy Trumpet, 
is a good. He actually does play the trumpet. Uh, Big Gigantic, they play a lot of live instruments while they DJ. So both of those guys are keys and crates. Or another people that play instruments while they're mixing, so kind of a jazzy oh. vibe. Uh, yeah, a little, just a little bit, you know, a little Mellow. mix. All right, yeah. good recommendations. Uh, he, then he goes on to say, "Just downloaded Jessica Jones. Looking forward to watching." Why did you mention how cute and sexy she is? Would have watched it right away, especially after a nude Google search. Ha! Dirty old man, yank from down under. <laughs> Wes, I just thought yeah. it's obvious. You look at Jessica He's yanking Jones. Something. He's yanking something. Keep He's yanking, yanking something Wes. Down under. Thanks. Yang from Down Under doesn't mean he's yeah. from Australia. Oh, that's so. not what it means? Okay. Wes, thanks for oh, writing sure. in. Oh, comment to that. She's, uh, she's got a point, Jordan says, because women shouldn't be defined by looks alone. Hashtag feminist rant. Yeah, look, I, uh, she was sexy, but she's also an amazing actress, so that's a great show. Check it out. Uh, Mr. Antihero, Kevin McPartland been on the show. He tweeted us after the last show. says, another rad show. I think I might actually be excited for Justice League. What is happening? Um, I feel you, anti-hero. Uh, there was some good bits of news that yeah, came out of there. We'll see what happens. Uh, and finally, Michael Takes, listener, posted on our Facebook page, a uh, very nice, uh, polite request. He says, guys, could you please spend a bit more time reviewing comics? And look, I first of all, I'm so glad that, like, the, he's telling us what he wants to hear. This is what I wanted. Uh, and we'll take any reasonable request, of course. Reasonable. Ironically, our recommendations today were all kind of comic-based. That, that, that's yeah, a good start. And, you know, in the future, we will gladly mix in reviews. I have one suggestion, something I, I picked up today that I wanted to turn you guys on to. I haven't read it. It's a book called Dark Knight, A True Batman Story. It's a graphic novel by Paul Dini, Eduardo Risso. Amazing art by Eduardo Rizzo, who worked on 100 Bullets. Check this out. This is very interesting. Paul Dini, of course, if you don't know the name, he worked on Batman, the animated series, Tiny Toon Adventures, written for Superman, the animated series, Batman Beyond. I mean, the guy built this Batman animated universe, amazingly talented fellow. Well, I guess in the 90s, uh, Paul was attacked, like brutally. Yeah, bad. Near death. And uh, during his recovery, I guess he imagined like all the heroes that he wrote and the villains and how they would uh, either keep him from healing or help him to recover like Batman. So this book, I'll just read a little bit of the back. This book is awesome. It says, walking home one evening, Deanie was jumped and viciously beaten with several broken bones and a shattered face. Deanie experienced an arduous recovery process, hampered by the imagined antics of the villains he was writing for television, including the Joker, Harley Quinn, and the Penguin. But despite how bleak his circumstances were, or perhaps because of it, Deanie always imagined the Batman at his side, constantly shivying him along. During his darkest moments, we all know the Cape Crusader as the all-abiding icon of justice and authority. In this story, we see Batman in a new light, not as the Dark Avenger, but the savior who helped a discouraged man recover mentally from a brutal attack that left him unable to face the world. Uh, This sounds fucking powerful. I heard it's got great reviews. I can't wait to read it. Did you listen to his... um I know, Tony, you don't like uh, the Kevin Smith podcast, Fat Man. Oh, Batman. yes, I do. It's, it's, I, it's not that I don't like it. It's just I, I don't have time for it. I still listen. Yeah. I, I, if I go like for like I've been doing like a lot of these like five mile walks and I listen to them mm-hmm. and I like listening to like when you have the comic book creators on. I don't like Kevin Smith. I think he's too. Um, he doesn't have a strong opinion. He's too. Yeah. Uh, he's too much of a fanboy, but he's he's too much of a fanboy and too connected, I think, to even have an opinion. Yeah. And too much, I guess, yeah, too much invested. But yeah. the the Paul Dini episode is 
phenomenal. Like Paul Dini like breaks down yeah, on the podcast. Yeah, I remember hearing that. Listen, it all, was really hard to listen to actually. Yeah, because I, I didn't I know. It. It's very good. All of it actually. He did a whole series with Neil Adams that were amazing. Like his when he interviews these oh, legendary creators. Uh, yeah. they're really good episodes because you get a lot of crazy oh, great. insight. Yeah. Oh, the Dennis O'Neill one I listened yeah, to. Yeah, the Daniel O'Neill one. Is great. Yeah. Now he's got oh, Mark Bernard and, and they're doing like live shows and occasionally they'll have a guest. So yeah, I, I like just, him because yeah. he I've like I just connect to him because I get excited about everything and like everything like he does. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but I don't know. He's. I feel like he's not allowed to have an opinion because almost. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the guy's in the industry. So, you know, and there are, there are instances of him. Even when he like criticizes, he's always got to be like, but it was actually pretty good. I'm just saying like, yeah, like his bad. Where's that fucking part four of the Trank interview, Smith? Come on, get him back in the studio. Finish up the series. I want to know, like that was, that was the biggest thing that really like until then I was with Kevin Smith. And I was like, oh, really, dude? Oh, you fucking, you're going to pull this? You'll have three interviews with Trank before the movie? And I, I actually prefer, uh, when I listen, I like Mark Bernard. St- Mark Bernard is great. He's a writer. He has great insight. So he's yeah. a little bit more unfiltered, too. He, yes. he kind of does what he thinks. Yes. Yeah, I does. like him a lot more. I yeah. do like him a lot more. So, look, we'll, we'll, we'll work in some comic book reviews in future episodes. Of course, Michael Maybe. Michael takes. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Uh <laughs> Finally, gang, I just want to mention that if you like what you hear, if you subscribe to the show, uh, we have like a virtual tip jar uh, where you can help us out, cover some costs, but you get stuff in return. You get awesome bonus material. You get shout outs on the show like this one. I want to say thank you to Zika's Viral Comics, who a uh, new supporter on Patreon. Uh, thank you very much. Now, here's what's weird. I think this is David Zika. Our uh, our infamous listener, David Zika. My buddy, remember? I met him. He was so nice well, to me. Well, this is what I want to get to. First of all, <laughs> I kind of I kind of did some e-digging. And David Zika, if you're listening, let us know if this is you. Zika's Viral Comics, it seems to be like an eBay store to sell comics, which is great. Uh, David Zika, if you got some quality picks, you know, send us an email. We'll promote your fucking uh, eBay store and help you sell some shit. But I remembered that Bilotti met Zika in Florida. Yeah, MegaCon back in May. More how and how was that? I first of all, I was like, "Oh my god, what? Is, this podcast is like got a fucking legs of its own now. Worlds are colliding. Who ever thought that you would run into a listener and that listener be David Zika?" Yeah, uh, he yeah he came up to me had a nice cool Superman shirt on. He went, "Hey, I'm David Zika." I went, "Oh, what's up, David?" You know, and that's awesome. It was cool. That's we awesome. Just talked, man. It was uh, that, I love it. IRL, IRL podcast uh, people in real life. So thank you, David Zika. Support us on Patreon. Visit jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. But I bring all that if up. It, if it's not David Zika, thank you, Zika's viral. Zika, whoever this, how many fucking is. people with the last name Zika can there be? Only one. There's only one. There's a virus going around. There's a virus. Oh, yeah, the Zika virus. By the way, if you Google Zika's viral comics, which that's a really clever name. You got a bunch of stories about the Zika virus, and then you eventually find the eBay store. But, David Zika, if that's you, let us know. Whoever that is, thanks for supporting. Uh, But, hey, if you guys want to meet John Bolotti in person, there's an opportunity coming up. And I'm glad that actually last minute you got to come in here, fill in for the rugs. Because you can pimp G-Fest a little bit. G-Fest coming up uh, in July in Chicago. Bilotti will be there. Uh, John, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, what G-Fest is and what, what you'll have. 
Sure, I'll do some shameless promotion. Do it. This is the time to promote yourself right now. There's no shame. I have no shame. I'm Italian. We have no shame. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, we're doing the the big guy. It was a G-Fest. It's coming up. uh, What is July? The weekend of the 16th, 17th, 18th, something like that. No, 16th, 17th. It's like 15, 16. Yeah, 14, 15, Yeah, something like that. I have Um, a link in the show notes, people. Darkenair.com slash 112. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. It's in Chicago. It's in Rosemont at the uh, the Crown Plaza O'Hare Hotel. Uh, be, there's going to be guests from Japan. The guy that played Ultraman is going to be there. Uh, Akira, Akira Takarada, who's in the first Godzilla movie. He played o- Ogata. Tony, you might know who he is. Mm-hmm. He was like the, the lead in that. He's going to be there. The girl from King Kong Escapes, the Linda Miller, is going to be there. Uh, and I'm going to be selling my artwork there in Artist Alley for the duration of the show. And they have like uh, screenings of films and stuff like that. And tons of Godzilla merchandise, like toys, posters, shirts. I mean, it's like, if you like Godzilla, like, that's the mecca. That's like, that's where you go for like a Godzilla convention. Sounds like fun. I I gotta tell you, I didn't even know about G-Fest until we started uh, talking to you on the show. And uh, I had no idea. Anthony, you knew about G-Fest. You ever been to one? I went to one and didn't know it was G-Fest. My dad was like, when I was a kid, just like, hey, look, (laughs) you you like Godzilla, right? Yeah. There's this big thing. And I was like, oh, awesome. And I thought it was, here's the thing, as a kid. You, you go to a Godzilla convention as a kid, you're imagining like big giant blowups of Godzilla, Everywhere, yeah. like maybe some rides yeah. with Godzilla. And then you walk in and it's like tables. It's just a like bunch of nerds. Guys. What is this? <laughs> bunch, bunch of sweaty guys, sweaty <laughs> overweight guys with ponytails selling I mean, a few toys. I still bought a ton of shit. Like I bought like some toys, some posters that I never even fucking hung up, movies and stuff. But like it's yeah. not what you're expecting as a kid. I mean, I think so. This year, uh, Bilotti, well, well, you're going to come into Chicago. I want you to come into the studio. We'll record and then we'll do some guerrilla recording at the show and we'll have a nice little G Fest episode. I, uh, this will be my, I'm like, I'm not really big into Godzilla. So is this for hardcore Godzilla people or would you recommend this for kind of your average Godzilla kaiju fan? Uh, definitely both. I mean, even if you have like a passing interest in giant monsters, you go anyway because it's more Why than not? Godzilla. I mean, there's Gamera, there's King Kong, there's Ultraman, there's Pacific Rim, there's you know, there's some Voltron. And we'll Power go and Power. we'll check it out. Everybody. Yeah, right. on. we'll hit yeah. it. We'll we'll spread. Uh, we'll send, take some cards and uh, spread the jocketed word. Get some. Yeah. Uh, get some audio and report back got, to you, listener. You, I don't know if you want to edit this out, but if you don't, it's fine too. Do you, is it too late? Do you think to apply for a pass, Imran? No. Bloody, well, no, no Bloody, can you hook us no, up with like some it. press passes? How would no, I do that? Please. Do you know somebody? Press passes? Uh, I, I think I looked and I couldn't find. Uh, you know, the price point is not bad. First of all, it's twenty five dollars. Yeah, I, mean, I don't mind twenty five dollars yeah. a day, which is very reasonable for a convention. I think like C two E two is like fifty bucks a day. But with a press pass, you might get a little more access. I'll look into that. I don't. I don't because for me, I paid for Artist Alley and I had to pay for general admission. So I had to pay like 80 bucks. Well, okay, here, then here's we're, the, we're definitely us two assholes aren't getting. Well, look, here's no, the thing. It's not, I, it's not that kind of show. It's not that big yet, but yeah, they're yeah. getting bigger, which well, is good for them. I had hoped that we would uh, where we would pimp G-Fest here. But we get very excited. We send this show to them. Hey, look, we talked about G-Fest. We're very excited. Huh? Yeah, hook us up. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, give it a shot. Right? Give it a shot. Well, at the worst that can happen is they say no. Jocka Nerd recommends G Fest. Best Godzilla. Go can- <laughs> what God? It's, I mean, it's like twenty five bucks. It's so cheap. Yeah, it's, it's like ridiculous. It's so cheap. Yeah. But let's just put it on record, Bellotti. G Fest, the best Godzilla co- uh, convention anywhere. Absolutely, in, in the United Nerd. States. Yes. There you go, Jocka Nerd. And you know, we'll just do this. Just because I missed the rugs, but he's here in spirit. It's always in Chicago. Yeah, it's always in Chicago. Mm. Yeah. 
Right. They had, it in, they had it in Hollywood once and they had it in New York, but they called it G con and then it moved out to Chicago. So I'll go to anything since. called the G spot. Can we go there? Yeah. <laughs> God, when, when's the last time you visited that place and run? Duh, don't know what it looks like. Oh, uh, last, John Bellotti. Last Tuesday. <laughs> what? Can you even find an Imran Jordan of the Pies? Ouch. She's one of your fans. Holy Jordan shit. of the Pies says, and earlier on, she was defending you too. Oh my I like gosh. it. She got, I like How quickly it. she turns. <laughs> wow, like a snake in the grass. You fickle millennials. Look, gang, <laughs> well, let's wrap it up. John Bellotti, thank you so much for filling in for the rugs. Yeah, Where can, uh, shout Super out your links. Awesome. Where can the people find you? Twitter, website, what do you got? Uh, Twitter. What am I? At? I don't even know. I'm barely on Twitter. I'm only on Twitter because of you guys. Oh, wait, uh, it's right. It's right here. It's right there. Uh, it's right there. It's at Bilotti underscore John. John underscore. I was say the lower line. The line on the bottom. Uh, <laughs> you know that la- the lazy he dash writes. that can't get up in the middle. That low line <laughs> with that weird symbol in front of it. Uh, uh. And then my website is Robo Seven dot com. It's R O B O the number seven dot com. And on Facebook, uh, just you know, Facebook me John Bilotti Jr. and uh, Facebook slash oh and oh I sell t shirts too at tpublic.com slash robo seven, I think it is. I don't know. But oh. yeah, I tell I sell t shirts of all my work now too. You guys check out Robo Seven. It's unbelievable art. If you like Godzilla at all, you will love it. You can get a t shirt, you can get a print, come out to G Fest, meet John Bellotti. Thank you to Jordan of the Pies for working the fourth box and hanging out with us late here on the blab. You're awesome. We love you. We have some merch. Also, if you want a Jock and Nerd t shirt, just go to jockandnerd.com slash shop and you can put our logo on anything. Check out our Twitter or our Facebook because there is a picture of me rocking a jock and nerd bro tank at Electric Daisy Carnival. It's in, in the Las show Vegas. notes of the last episode, nice. too, people. And he looks great. I was like, he's promoting. And, and there's a girl on my arm, so there you go. <laughs> See, you can get <laughs> chicks and still listen to this show. We got something for everybody. Jo- uh, Jordan reminded me, yes, join our Facebook community. It's a lot of fun. Jockandnerd.com slash community. We'll take you right there. Uh, look, look, we're going to wrap it up. Subscribe we're to the show. Jockadir.com slash review. If you like what you hear, leave us a rating and a reviewing. And finally, just tell your friend. Tell the Go to the comic book store and tell the comic book owner. Lean over. Tell Go to the counter and, and give the little finger wiggle and have him lean in. And then just be like, hey, I got something to tell you. Jockadir. And then he'll understand. And he will be awoken. And he will be enlightened. with, And he will join the empire of uh, stupidity. Which is the Jock and Nerd Podcast. Thanks for listening. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the Jock. And he's a nerd. And we'll catch you next time. Jock and Nerd. All right. Jock and Nerd Post Show. Thanks for hanging out. It's a late night. Fourth no, of July this weekend too. Yeah, whatever. happy birthday, America! America, I went and bought a bunch of fireworks today. Of course, that's what we like to blow shit. Is it legal in Oklahoma? Oh yeah, really? Yeah, you gotta go here. You gotta go to Indiana, Wisconsin, and buy illegal fireworks and drive yeah. back into Illinois. And we got Pennsylvania. Do we gotta go to Pennsylvania. You got, that's right. I remember yeah. on the East Coast, you had to go to Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah you it sucks. Can- like, oh, I mean, wow. you can't shoot them off in, like, city limits or whatever, but I'm pretty close to the border of, the, of one of the counties. And so all I got to do is just drive north, like, a couple miles and just get it. And But people shoot them off anyways in my neighborhood. Do you guys, uh, how hardcore are you guys? We got, like, uh, the fucking big boy stuff. 
Okay, so every Fourth of July, I have a family reunion. Okay, and and one of you not- doesn't make it by the end of the night. No, <laughs> something <laughs> always happens. I've caught my hair on fire before. Oh shit! <laughs> but um, my it's it's not here in OKC. Okay. I'm from another su- town in the south. And my parents are in the country, and like every year, they my dad puts on this huge fireworks show. It's like he gets like thousands of dollars worth of fireworks, and they spent the whole day like um, nailing them onto boards oh, and yeah. setting them up together. And then uh, at nighttime, they like all of them, all of the men go out and light each board. There's like a certain contagion that like has to go and it all flows together. It's probably the best show in the county. Wow. Holy nice. shit. And it's just yeah. it put on by just my people. dad. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. And he's been, he's been doing this uh, for like 20 years. So you got to know what you're doing. What's the worst, uh, worst thing that's happened in his all of his years of doing this. Anything really bad. Um, there was one year we were pretty dry and, he used to work at the refinery in our hometown. And so he had to um, get a water truck and he sprayed the ground a little bit to see if it would help. But there was a field that was a little overgrown behind us. Yeah. And um, an, an artillery shell or some kind of ember fell in there and it set the whole field on fire. And like everybody <laughs> ran to the field and started like stomping on it and throwing water. And oh, stuff. shit. Um, Jesus. One year there was a bunch of people lined up around this fence. And uh, one of the big artillery shells fell over, and it was pointing right at the oh, people. Jesus. Oh Jesus! And it was lit. It was like about. It was lit. Yeah, and one one uh, one girl, her dress got singed. She got like her dress caught on fire, and then um, they've shot fireworks like on our roof, and like <laughs> people get injured all the time. And I mean, I've had my like I said, I had my hair caught on fire before. Hey, it's I've p- had a firework come right at me. <laughs> I've like, had a bottle rocket fly past my head, that, and that who was ha- like, who has it? Right? Like when kids. I mean, bo- bottle rockets are one thing, but fuck that other shit, dude. I mean, dude, fucking, that's uh, that is deep. You got to know what you're doing. You got to be ready. Uh, well, we do know what yeah, we're doing. Okay, good. It's just you know, it happens. Shit happens. Happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jordan in, in uh, New York, specifically Brooklyn, the Italian mafia put on the best fireworks shows I've ever seen. <laughs> They literally, I went to a show in the Gowanus, Emron. I don't know if you know where the Gowanus is. No. In Brooklyn. Oh. It's like Carroll Gardens area. Okay. It's not that far from Pratt. And okay. it's like very heavily Italian. And I remember just hanging out in this neighborhood on the 4th of July. And all of a sudden, the whole, the middle of the, like the state, the, the Italian just closed off the whole block. And they're shooting fireworks and they're coming out with brooms and sweeping all the debris away afterwards. And they keep going. And there's not a cop to be seen. I'm like, they must have the cops paid off because they're Italian mobsters. <laughs> they, uh, yeah, dude. That's, amazing. Uh, they're running the thing. Cosmo says fireworks are illegal here. We went down to the Potomac River thinking we could set some off and not be bothered by cops. Uh, first damn Roman candle we set off caught the attention of two Coast Guard boats passing by. Searchlight came on. Everybody scatter. Run! Ah, shit! <laughs> fucking throw the fucking bottle, bo- bottle rocket in the river. I must be on DC. Uh, no, look. What, I remember in New York and in Chicago, like the whole 4th of July weekend, it sounds like a goddamn war zone, and I'm afraid oh, it was to go outside. Back in the day, yeah. Nerd. Like buying, like you could never buy fireworks when you're a kid. You always had right. to get it, it was, from your friends. It was always taboo. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was always like an exclusive thing. Yeah. It wasn't like readily available in stores. So it was that's, that too. I, that's so odd to me. 
But I know, like Jordan, like you're from a place where you can go get a you could go get a sandwich and a bunch of bottle and, rockets in yeah. the same yeah. place. You, yeah. So it's and, not and, you don't and, have you, that. Yeah, you live in a state where you could go to the gas station, get flammable gas, beer, and fireworks, <laughs> and a hard boiled egg all in the same fucking joint. Like you're right. that to me is weird. I like you could buy beer at the gas station. Like that's an odd thing because in Chicago you'd be fucking ridiculous well, to sell beer but, at a gas station. But do you sell like wine and stuff? Stuff in your grocery stores? Yeah, yeah, now they do a little bit. Yeah, do they in Chicago? I don't bit. think they do in New no, York. No, like like the Marianos and and like Whole Foods have wine sections. Yeah, yeah we, Whole Foods, we don't Whole have Foods. that. Really? Nah. What do you mean? Like, where do you get your wine then? The wine from store? liquor stores. Oh well, they have wine also. Like the Target has wine now. No, we don't. Really? Have that. Yeah, oh, that's weird. Huh. No, we no like okay yeah we get we get three point uh, alcohol beer. In gas stations, but anything oh, that's right. That, it's the lower alcohol. Yeah, three point two, and then liquor stores. It's like you know they're not open on Sundays. They close at nine, all that stuff. So like it's very limited. That's, there's some there's some like counties here. They don't even sell like liquor by the drink still. So that's crazy. We mean they just sell. Uh, of cases like you like they buy. like they just don't really like having bars and things like that. They just take your beer, go drink somewhere else, you fuckers. Yeah, dry <laughs> counties and all. Yeah, not weird. not not in the tri-state area. We have bars. I mean, uh, Emron, you could attest to this. In every neighborhood in the five boroughs in New York, there is a Chinese restaurant. There's a pizza place, a deli, yeah. and a liquor store. In bodega, literally, yeah. in every single neighborhood you go into. And then there's um, Hoboken, New Jersey. It's like the bar capital of the East Coast. I mean, there's a bar every five feet. Alphabet City in Manhattan, uh, Williamsburg, Brooklyn is I mean, like you bar got the, the East now. Village, West Village, East Village. Uh, yeah, it's I, great. yeah, it's great. Yeah. I miss Second it. Avenue. Oh man, I fucking miss it. I know it's not the same as it it's was not. in the '90s no. when I was there. No, the character's gone. But uh, it's all gone. It. 